Hey guys. Welcome back to Urban USA. This is your host, Mateo Urban. Um, not a great way to say any of this, but I'm sorry. I kind of dipped on you guys for a long time, and for that I'm really sorry. I have my reasons. I'm sure some of you don't give a shit about my reasons. Ultimately, I had to take time off for my mental health and for my physical health. I had a baby, which takes a lot out of you. I was in a career that was draining the life out of me. So I switched careers. I'm in a way better place. I'm still in public service, but I'm in a place that's going to be beneficial for me and has already, like, increased my creativity tenfold. I was able to come back to this and remember why I started doing this, the passion I have behind it. So, there's that. Um, so I'm hoping, because I have, what, like 10 episodes in the wings now from doing, from my job. Not because of my job, but because the creativity has been sparked in me. So my plan is to just record everything. And then to get everything recorded and then get everything edited and then get everything published, set to publish in a good time that way. I give myself time, okay, which you guys probably don't care about that, but I'm trying to set myself up and my ADHD up for success because I know that if I don't, I'll fail again and it's not that I'll forget about you guys, it's I just don't have the spoons. For you that know what that means, you know what that means. If you don't know what the spoons system means, I don't have time to explain that. That's not what we're here for. Uh, moving forward, I am still going to try and do the first 50 states for the first 50 episodes. I've got some really tough ones lined up. Um, I may be looking into like mini episodes here soon um, because some of these cases really don't take that long. So those may be coming. I haven't really decided yet. I do have an email set up, which I'll link at the end. And then if you guys listen on Spotify, I'll actually have like discussion questions you guys can answer. And I have it open where you guys can like do listener support. So what that is, is basically if you want to, not asking for money. I don't. I'm not going to oppose you guys sending the money, but I'm not going to ask you guys for money. But any money you guys send is going to further my podcast. It will help me eventually to be able to buy actual microphones. Potentially a brand new laptop down the down the road, because right now I'm recording on my phone. I'll be honest. I have my earbuds in, and I'm recording on my phone. So that's where we're at. Um, 
So yeah, that's where we're at. Um, so to kick this off, we this week, month. I don't really know how often these are gonna come out. I'm hoping weekly, so we're gonna say week this week. We are in Nebraska. And we are going to be going over the case of Brandon Tina. And I will say this case. I will say it pisses me off. I, I think I said that before. I'm going to say this again. I'm doing cases that piss me off. Because the police didn't care or the police dropped the ball or it shouldn't have happened there should have been warning signs there should have been just so many things so many things um before I go forward I will say this case is from the 90s so I get that it was a different time I'm a 90s baby myself It doesn't piss me off any less. I'm just gonna go with that. So, um, furthermore, let's see what I can going forward. Um, I will give a trigger warning. I'm gonna be talking about rape, obviously murder. I feel like I shouldn't have to give a murder trigger warning because of the type of podcast this is, but still say trigger warning for murder. The big one on this one is rape and transphobia. Um, so there's that. Um, I will make it a point just in the beginning to tell you what his dead name is, but I will do my best because I've made myself notes to not one dead name and the one not or two not misgender because that irritates the shit out of me. Um just because especially if they've come out and they've asked you like, hey, this is how I want to be identified as. So if that pisses you off, probably the wrong podcast to listen to. You should probably go find somebody more in tune with you and yours. Anyways on to the case. So like I said, we're in Nebraska. Um, so, Tina was born on December 12, 1972 in Lincoln, Nebraska to Joanne Brandon as Tina Brandon. So, from here on forward, I'm going to try and just say Brandon, because Brandon is what he preferred. He was born female, just to get that out of the way. But he transitioned, was transitioning to male. Sorry about the break in uh, in audio there. I don't know what happened. I had to start 
again. Um, so yes, Brandon was transitioning to be a male. That's all we need to know. Cool. Cool. Anyways, back to where we were going. So he was born to Joey and Brandon. His father died in a car accident in Lancaster County when he was eight months old. And so he was raised by his mother with his older sister, Tammy. Um, But for the first three years of his life, he was raised by his maternal grandmother. And then his mom just showed back up and took, took over. Which, hey, it happens. I'm not judging her. So they moved back to Northeast Lincoln to Pine Acre Mobile Home Park in, like I said, Northeast Lincoln. Joanne was getting disability checks and work as a clerk in a women's retail store. Square family. As young children, um, I'm, it doesn't say how young, and it doesn't say whether this was confirmed or not, but there is allegations that both Brandon and Tammy, his older sister Tammy, were sexually abused by their uncle. And eventually Brandon did suit, get try to get counseling for this. Um, Brandon's family always described him as being a tomboy. He began to identify as male during his teenage years and dated a female student during this period, unfortunately, as was the case in almost all of these cases in the 90s. And still now, obviously, it's still an issue now, his mother rejected his male identity and continued to misgender him. And then there's several occasions, again, I don't think they've ever been confirmed, that Brandon claimed to have been intersex. Not sure the validity of that, obviously. But... It is, I guess, part of it. Um, Brandon and his sister had attended St. Mary's Elementary School and Pius X High School in Lincoln, where some remembered Brandon being socially awkward, which, if you're identifying as a male and everybody's known you growing up as a female, it's you're going to be socially awkward, unfortunately, especially in the 90s. It was the early 90s. Um, during his sophomore year, Brandon rejected Christianity after he protested to a priest at Pius X regarding Christian views on abstinence and homosexuality. He also began rebelling at school by violating the dressing, dress code policy to dress in a more masculine fashion, which, love that for him. Again, even in the 90s, and it's a big deal that he rejected the Christianity because it was a, I want to say it was a Catholic high school. Um, so that's a big fucking deal. Like, he was like, no, fuck you guys, I'm not a Christian. To a Catholic priest because of his, their, the, the church's views on abstinence and homosexuality. So, love that for them. Um, During the first semester of his senior year, uh, an army recruiter had visited the high school, as if you guys live in the Midwest, you know 
happens all the time. I don't know if it happens anywhere else, but all the time in the Midwest, we're Army recruiters, Navy recruiters, um, Marine recruiters, Air Force recruiter. We're getting some kind of military recruiter in all the time, especially when it's like closer to the end of the year. So, anyways, Brandon enlisted in the Army shortly after his 18th birthday, hoping to serve a tour and do tour duty in Desert Storm, or sorry, Desert Shield, not Desert Storm. Unfortunately. He failed his entrance exam because he listed himself as male. Back in those days, still don't ask, don't tell. It's still, on paper, he's not officially a man. So he can't enlist as a man. Which is stupid, but again, 90s. I can go on a whole rant. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep pushing forward. In December of 1990... Brandon went to Holiday Skate Park with his friends, binding his breasts to pass as a male. So, he's trying to make that transition the best he can. Because again, he doesn't have the support at home. He doesn't have the support at school. He's just got his friends. So, what else can he do? Because, again, in that time, trying to get a sex change could look far and few between, and if he could find a doctor, he didn't have the money for it. So, there's that. Um, trying to find where I'm at. I lost my spot. There it is. In the months nearing his high school graduation, Brandon became unusually outgoing and was remembered by his classmates as the class clown. Um, But he also started skipping school and receiving failing grades and was expelled in June of 1991, three days before high school graduation. So he's finally feeling himself, became the class clown, and then fucked up royally. Ended up getting kicked out three days before graduation, which, damn. But what are you going to do? What can you do? So... In the summer of 91, after all of this happens, Brandon began his first major relationship with a girl named Heather. Shortly after, he was employed as a gas station attendant in an attempt to purchase a trailer home for himself and his girlfriend. However, because his mom disapproved, because, again technically to her it's a gay relationship um unconvinced Tammy her older his older sister to follow them around to determine whether or not Brandon's relationship was platonic or sexual which gross can I just say gross because, no, that's just... <laughs> and the fact that the sister went along with it, even grosser. Even grosser. But, yeah, no. I'm not. Just... This mom just gives me a big egg factor. In January of 1992, Brandon 
went in and went under a psychiatric evaluation, which concluded that Brandon, that he had a severe sexual identity crisis. And then he was later taken to Lancaster County Crisis Center to ensure that he was not suicidal. He was released from the center three days later and began therapy sessions, sometimes with his sister or his mother. He was reluctant to discuss his sexuality during these sessions, but it was revealed that he had been raped. But then they ended two weeks later, which... It's just, it's rough. It makes it so hard. And I didn't write it down, but I feel like I remember seeing that um, it was a money issue. That's why he didn't continue. I could be wrong there. Don't quote me on that. I didn't write it down, so it must not have been the case, but I remember reading it somewhere. I am so sorry for all the yawning, guys. It's like 12.30 in the morning, and this is the only chance I have to record right now, so I want to get it done, because I have been putting this off for so long. And I know if I don't get it done now, I'll never get it done. So, we're going to push through. There's maybe some yawning. So, after all of that happens, the next year in 93, after some legal trouble, he moves to Fall City, the Fall City region of Richardson County, Nebraska. So, just a different part of Nebraska, where he, the whole time he was there, presented a mail. He became friends with several people, and he uh, moved in with a friend whose name is Lisa Lambert. He even got, became, started dating Lambert's, one of Lambert's friends, Lisa Tisdale, and had some other friends um, who were ex-cons. Um, their names, so it was John and Marvin. Um, unfortunately, because of how Brandon, the slippery slope that Brandon went down, he was arrested on December 19th of 1993 for forging checks. Tisdale, uh, his girlfriend, I don't know why I wrote down her last name, that annoys me, annoys me. Lana bailed him out with money from her father, but because of the way the system worked back then, somehow because of something his driver's license maybe Brandon was in the female section of the jail and this is when Lana learned that he was transgender um when questioned about it later he came clean told her everything And unfortunately, because of how the system worked in small towns, and y'all know what I mean, small towns, Brandon's arrest was posted in the local paper under his birth name, where his friends learned that he was born a female. He wasn't actually a male. Which is just fucking asinine. And it's just 
it's it's archaic and barbaric. Um, yeah, just archaic and barbaric. Um, yeah, just awful. So, a couple days later, during a Christmas Eve party, John and Tom, so Marvin, he went by Tom because his middle name was Thomas. So, John and Tom grabbed Brandon and forced him to remove his pants, proving that to Lana, because Lana was there too, that he that Brandon had a vulva, that he had a vagina. And Lana only looked when she was forced to and said nothing about it. And at this point, they forced Brandon into a car and they drove to an area by a meatpacking plant, Richardson County, where they assaulted him and gang raped him. They took him back to where he was living, where they ordered... Or no, they did not. I'm so sorry. They took him back to Tom's house, where they ordered Brandon to take a shower. Brandon escaped by climbing out the window, and then he went to Lana's house. He was convinced by Lana to file a police report, even though John and Tom had warned Tina not to tell the police about the act that they had committed, or they would silence him permanently. Brandon also went to the emergency room, which is what you're supposed to do where they took a rape kit but was lost which we're not gonna was it lost or was it lost accident you know what I mean I'm, I'm doing air quotes I'm backing the like you guys can see me but you can't fucking see me was it lost or air quoted lost the sheriff Charles B. Locks questioned Brandon about the rape Reportedly, he was more interested in the fact that Brandon was transgender than the rape itself, which is just disgusting. It's ignorant. We're not going there. Because again, ew. Just, it's fucking disgusting. But again, I'll go on a rant. We're victim blaming at this point. Um, but the questioning about his transgender status got to the point where Brandon had found his questions rude and necessary and started refusing to answer them because he was like, No, you you're only interested in the fact that I identify as a man and that I'm a man than the rape at all. So John and Tom learned about the report and started searching for him. And they didn't find him, thank God. But three days later, the police finally brought them in after three fucking days to question him. Um, and then the sheriff, good old Sheriff Locks, declined to have them arrested because, end quote, what kind of a person was she? The first few times we arrested her, she was putting herself off as a guy. And again, it goes back to the stupid fucking ignorant bullshit. 
This is a hill I will die on. It's stupid. I fucking hate it. Just ick. Ick, ick, ick. And then, so around 1 a.m. on December 31st, 1993, John and Tom drove to... Why is my thing not here? Lisa's house. So where Brandon was staying. Drove to Lisa's house and broke in. They found Lisa in bed and demanded to know where Brandon was. Lisa's like, I don't know what what the fuck to tell you. He's not here. I'm not telling you shit. At that point, um, Tom was searching around and found Brandon under the bed. They asked Tina if anybody else was there. And she said, yeah. Guy named Philip Devine, who was at the time dating um, Lana's sister. So Lana being Brandon's girlfriend's sister. Which I don't have her name, but she wasn't there, so I'm guessing it's not important to the the plot line here. So they were like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna go get him, and then they shot and killed him. And then they shot Lisa, and then they shot Brandon, all in front of Lisa's eight-month-old child. I'm going to repeat that. They shot and killed all three of these people in front of Lisa's eight-month-old baby. Eight-month-old baby. I just... That fucking kills me to my core because I have a 10 month old I can't imagine how scared that baby was because guns aren't quiet and that baby was in the same fucking room the same fucking room it's just no okay I will start crying I'm not gonna do that so then John said, noticed that he said that Brandon was still twitching and asked Tom asked John for a night because he saw Brandon still twitching supposedly so then Tom stabbed Brandon in the chest to ensure that he was dead he um, they they took off, but I don't know how they found out. I don't remember if I wrote down. I did not how that they were caught and the fact that they got charged at all. It just surprises me because this is like on the good old boys crew. But what do I know? Um. So, yeah, that's where we are with that. Um, when all this went to court, Tom accused John of committing the murders in exchange for on a reduced sentence. Tom admitted to being an accessory, and he later testified against John 
who was sentenced to life in prison. John obviously denied Neeson's testimony, and but his testimony was discredited. They found John guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to death. Again, so Tom's life in prison, John was um, sentenced to death. So they both appealed their convictions in September 27, 2007, sorry, 27. Whew, girl. September 2007, Tom would recant his testimony against John. He claimed he was the only one to shoot Brandon and that John had not committed the murders. In 2009, in John's appeal, using Tom's new testimony to assert a claim of innocence was rejected, which held since even under his his friend's revised testimony, they're both involved in the murder. So, who shot who? Completely illegally irrelevant. And then in August of 2011, a three-panel judge of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected John Lauder's appeal in a split decision. In October of 2011, the same court rejected... John's request for a rehearing by a panel of the full Eighth Circuit. John, he then petitioned the Supreme Court of the U.S. and they denied to review his case in 2012. And in, yeah, in 2012. And then on January 22nd, 2018, he was denied a third appeal by the U.S. Supreme Court. So they're both so rotten in fucking jail for the rest of their lives. Um, I didn't see any information that he had been put to death, so there's that. Um, so that's the whole murder case. Now, I'm going to go on to how this became, along with Michael Shepard's case, helped get, helped a lot of people in the process. Um, but Brandon is buried in the Lincoln Memorial Center, Memorial Cemetery in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, if you look for Brandon Tina's uh, headstone though, you're going to find it under his birth name and it says daughter, sister, and friend because his mother bought it and did it, so yeah, there's that. Again. Yeah. So because Brandon had neither commenced hormone replacement therapy nor gender confirmation surgery, he sometimes has been misidentified as a lesbian in the media. And some media has reported that Brandon had stated that he planned on having sex reassignment surgery. Um, so, then after that, in February 96, after all of this hit, Norm MacDonald made pretty bad joke, and I'll tell you what the joke was, on SNL, that 
Got a lot of criticism and backlash. Um, so Norm McDonald's joke was, and finally, in Fall City, Nebraska, John Motter has been sentenced to death for attempting to kill three people on what prosecutors call a plot to silence a cross-dressing female, but accused him of rape. Now, this might strike some viewers as harsh, but I believe everyone involved in the story should die. I don't know what the fuck he meant by that, but again, um, it was met with hard criticism. Um, and a lot of them threatened to picket SNL because there was no apology. NBC eventually did come out and say that they agreed that the line was inappropriate and shouldn't have aired, and that it would ensure that similar imp- incidences would not happen in the future. Which, I'll be honest, I'm not condoning what Norm Macdonald did at all. What he said. It's also SNL. They make fun of everybody. Everything. Everybody. So there's that. Just putting that out there. Um. So then, after all of that happened, Brandon's mother sued Richardson County and the sheriff for failing to prevent Brandon's death and being an indirect cause of his death. She did win the case and was awarded $80,000. And then District Court Judge Orville Cody, Coyote? Cody, I'm going to go with Cody, reduced the amount by 85% based on the responsibility of um, John and Tom. And by 1% for Brandon's alleged contributory negligence. So when they say when I said Brandon, I meant like Joanne, his mom. Contributory negligence because she rejected his identity this whole time and they knew it. So so the remaining judgment responsible against Richardson County and the sheriff of $17,360. Excuse me. God, I can't catch a break tonight. And 97 cents. In 2001, the Nebraska Supreme Court reversed the reductions of the earlier award to reinstating the full 80000 for mental suffering plus $6,223.20 for funeral costs. In October of 2001, the same judge awarded the plaintiff an additional $12,000. 5000 for wrongful death, 7000 for the intentional affliction of emotional distress. The sheriff was also criticized after the murder for his attitude towards Brandon. At one point, he referred to Brandon as it. After the case was over, um, he went on to serve as, the, the sheriff went on to serve as the commissioner of Richardson County and later as a part of his community council before retiring as a school bus driver. To this day, he refused to speak on his actions in the case and swore at one reporter who contacted him for their story on the murder's 20th anniversary. <coughs> I guess I'm talking too much, I'm sorry. This became a TV movie, which is where a lot of misinformation got spread. Um... So it was a biographical film entitled Boys Don't Cry, directed by Kimberly Pierce, and they had Hilary Swank as Brandon, 
and Chloe Sevigny as Lana, his girlfriend. For their performances, Hillary won and Sevigny were nominated for Academy Awards. At this point, Lana ended up suing the film's producers for unauthorized use of her name and likeness before the film's release. They, she claimed that the film depicted her as lazy white trash and a skanky snake. Lana also claimed the film falsely portrayed that she continued a relationship with Brandon after discovering that he was transgender. She eventually settled the lawsuit against the movie's distributor for an undisclosed sum. And then, of course, good old Joanne, his mom, had to jump in after this. Had to publicly object to the media referring to her child as he and Brandon. Following Hillary Swank's Oscar acceptance speech, Joanne took offense at Swank for thanking Brandon, Tina, and referring to him as a male. And then Joanne said, and I quote, that set me off. She should not stand up there and thank my child. I get tired of people taking credit for what they don't know. However, in 2013, Joanne told a reporter that she accepted Tina for being referred as a transgender in the media, although she was unhappy about how Boys Don't Cry portrayed the situation. She said that the film, it gave them, gay and transgender advocates, a platform to voice their opinions and I'm glad. There were a lot of people who don't understand that it was what it was that Brandon was going through, and we've come a long way. When asked about how the murder affects her life today, Joanne replied, I wondered how my life would be different if she was still with me. She would still be such a joy to have around. She was always such a happy kid. I imagined her being a happy adult. And if being happy meant Brandon living as a man, I would be fine with that. So, we go back to, again, oh yeah, no, I totally accepted the fact that my daughter is transitioning to male, but I'm going to misgender him the whole time, which just, just ew. Um, it was this case and then eventually the Michael Shepard case, which I might cover. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to hit that one yet. It depends on what other ones I hit. Matthew Shepard was obviously five years later. This increased the lobbying for hate crime laws in the U.S. So, which was amazing. We now have laws on file because of them. I, I hate that we had to lose them. I hate in the manner that we lost them. But, yeah. So there's that. Um, I have not watched Boys Don't Cry it's on my list, but I, I mean, Hillary Swank won an Oscar for it, so I mean, it must be good to some extent, if she won an Oscar. I, to wrap up this case, I know I went through a lot of that really fast. I didn't, <clears throat> when looking at this case, there wasn't a lot. I'll be honest. And a lot of it overlapped. Um, but y'all know me. I don't like to vividly describe certain things. 
unless it's necessary. So I wasn't going to go too far into that. Um, this case just, it just pisses me off because his mom couldn't accept him for who he was. He was, mis- he when even though he presented his mail, because he hadn't started the sexual reassignment surgery or the gender hormone therapy or the yeah the gender hormone therapy they put him in the wrong jail well yeah in I'll be honest in the wrong part of the jail with all the females because that's what his driver's license said so then he ended up getting assaulted So he did the right thing, and he reported the assault, only to get a third degree about being transgender. It's just, it's sickening. It's disgusting, and I hate it. I, yeah, I hate it so fucking much. Um... I, yeah, I could go on and on and on. On and on and on about this. At the end of the day, the takeaway from this is don't, don't be a dick. Don't misgender somebody on purpose. If you do it on accident, they say, hey, I actually, this, these are my pronouns or this is how I identify. Apologize because how could you have known? I'm just meeting them. Go fix it. And try to remember. So you can work with it. It's just we live. It's, it's 2022. No, I'm so sorry. It's 2023. I can't get my damn times together. It's 2023. Get your shit together. Just get your shit together. So I love you guys. I will hopefully be back next week. Unless I, in fact, did not get my shit together and did not get stuff recorded. Hoping that's not the case, because, like I said, I've got stuff waiting in the wings, just waiting for this. So, I will see you guys next week. I love you guys. Be safe out there and don't be a dick.